Hello everybody, welcome to our fifth episode of I, I Hear Your Mama. Mama. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Today is actually Maternal Mental Health Awareness Day. So that is what we are going to be talking about, sharing our experiences on and just open up discussion about. So to start the conversation, maternal mental health awareness, it starts at the beginning, which is perinatal mental health. Yeah. So perinatal, the term itself, it's used medically, it's used in general conversation. It's a word to describe the period of time when a lady is pregnant. And postpartum. And postpartum, thank you, yeah. And postpartum. So pregnancy, delivery, postpartum. And not postpartum in the sense of just one week. Postpartum can even last up to, what, 24 months? Yeah. So up to two years after. And the mental health of a woman can change so drastically. It can go from being low, can go to being high, and you can actually experience medical-defined mental health illnesses. Yeah, you such can. As, such as um, PTSD, mm-hmm. um, obsessive-compulsive disorder, anxiety, anxiety stress even, mm-hmm. um, sleep deprivation what's it called insomnia where yes. you're not able to sleep mm-hmm. even though you're very very tired yeah um if you've already got pre-existing mental health That's it right. can um encourage that to come back or um heighten the experiences of that yeah. and the symptoms cause a reoccurrence yeah mm-hmm. so it's really important and i think i mean i was having a little bit of a look on the maternal mental health alliance website and they've got so many facts and figs on there i'm not gonna you know reel them all off now but an interesting fact that I saw was said that how suicide is the number one maternal death rate cause. Oh, wow. Is that even making sense? So yeah. suicide is the number one way in which a mother will die after giving after birth. Giving birth yeah. And I guess that is exacerbated by her mental health. Yep, of course. And I feel like, you know, even say for me, giving birth during lockdown and COVID, I know for many other mothers, it was a time where it's just we're living in the unknown we don't know what's going to happen so it was causing a lot of other women to feel anxious mm. when i mentioned in the previous episode about nicole passing away during her pregnancy that would cause tocophobia you're thinking is could this happen to me like am i am me and my baby safe so i know that during pregnancy there's a lot of perinatal health care not just for the baby but also for the mother mm-hmm. so i know that um like say after baby is born you get the health visitor that will come around and ask how baby is they'll do with the baby health checks and stuff and then they do ask you know how are you doing they're automatically like yeah i'm fine but are you really where are you, you okay? fine where you answered yeah, uh, do you think you were fine i can't remember what actually what did i say i think i was like i'm okay i said to her i'm okay mm-hmm. and she was like oh if there's anything that you want to ask or discuss um then please feel free to do so mm. but because i'm so used to, to saying i'm okay i'm fine yeah, yeah. i didn't feel like i could say to her well i'm a little overwhelmed because i'm tired because i didn't want them to you know think oh she's not coping we yeah, need to yeah. do you know the fear of oh she's she's not gonna be a good mom like yeah i want to appear that i'm okay i've got this you know mm, i can handle mm. um the early stages of motherhood but um yeah with with the healthcare advisor actually asking, I was able to say to her, like, I am a bit tired and I do get a bit overwhelmed. And yeah. what she said to me, which is what I didn't know from before, is yeah. that when your milk comes in, mm-hmm. you're going to experience baby blues. And it's because <laughs> of the drastic change in the hormones. Because yeah. when I did first um, have baby, well, give birth? Can I say give birth? Yeah. It was a cesarean birth. Yeah, yeah, when you yeah, yeah. had your baby. My mm-hmm. milk didn't come in full flow. So I had to 
give him formula milk mm-hmm. but when my breast milk actually did start Sorry, to come in in full flow I did feel the change in in my hormones and how I felt within myself I yeah. did feel very very different and there were times where I felt extremely low mm-hmm. for no reason I could mm. be watching you know an episode of Jerry Springer R.I.P. And <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, and then I'll just literally burst into tears for no reason. But you know what? I want to pause you right there. You're saying it's for no reason. It is for a reason. And that's why it's good to have these conversations about mm-hmm. perinatal mental health care. These things are happening for a reason. Yeah. It's not because you're just crazy and you're just crying. Like yeah. There's a lot of changes that are happening within a woman's body. And I think it's good, not just as mothers for us to know, but our partners to know, the fathers of our children to know our aunties and our uncles know because I don't think this was a conversation that was being had as much as it's being had now Mm -hmm. back in the day so you know like you're talking about baby blues I know that when the healthcare visitor came to ask me and even after like I think after my daughter had her one year health check me and my husband went together and she asked oh so how is everything and I don't know if I felt shy to ask to, to answer like honestly. I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And that's I what think, I mean. Your that's first what we response. Naturally, yeah. Exactly. Your first response. How are you? I'm fine. We teach our little kids now. My daughter's in a stage where, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, but are you fine? She should be able to say, I'm tired. <laughs> you know? Literally. <laughs> Mama's stressing me out. <laughs> you know? So I think, yeah, it's really important for us to have these discussions and for us to learn more and make ourselves more knowledgeable and aware of the types of symptoms that we should be looking out for not just in ourselves but in our friends our sisters people who may not recognize it in themselves we can have those conversations like look if this is how you're feeling Mm. you know it could be this or it could be that speak to somebody speak to the gp speak to the health visitor so that you can get the help that you need and it's not always that you're going to be prescribed with medication no sometimes it's just a case of recognizing it and acknowledging that this is what it is and this is why i'm feeling like that not just for no reason as mama fee was saying so what do we do then so when we know about it like okay so how do we prioritize our mental health during i think it depends on how you're feeling in Mm. that instance and what type of symptoms you may be experiencing because I know for me for myself it was sleep deprivation Mm -hmm. and I had to say to my husband listen I need I need like an hour or I need like two hours just to sleep so Mm -hmm. I can get myself back to me so I can look after baby so I can take care of the household so Mm -hmm. it was very important for him to recognize that I even though um I'm doing my best like, I need you to step in. And even though you're doing your best, I need you mm-hmm. to step in just a little bit more so I can have that time for myself, so yeah. I can be myself again and, you know, give back to the family the way that I feel like I should be able to. Mm-hmm. And like other mums, I went back to work early. I didn't mm-hmm. have the, the whole 12 months um, maternity leave. Yeah. So it's the added stress of being at work, taking on the responsibility of being a working mum mm-hmm. and then coming home and being hands-on mum again. Yeah. Like, you have to recognise how you feel in that instance. And Mm -hmm. for myself, I feel like I did feel a little bit stressed and overwhelmed at times. And when you do want to, I don't know, snap Mm -hmm. at maybe your partner or one of your other children that you Mm -hmm. might have, um, just identifying that, okay, it is normal for you Mm -hmm. to feel this way, but do something about it if you can. So Mm -hmm. for me, it was that I needed more sleep. And I'm not the type of person that likes going out all the time Mm -hmm. but sometimes spending time with friends and family outside of the home can do a lot for your mental health 100 percent, 100 percent. and i'm just jump off the point that you're making about you know time for yourself i read on the website as well that 10 percent of fathers also do actually experience perinatal mental health even though 
yes, we as the women have a lot of hormonal changes that happen within us that will chemically affect our brains and our mood and how we act. And I guess that's our physiological way of changing and preparing us for carrying a baby and preparing us for delivering a baby and preparing us for motherhood, in essence. I guess, I mean, I'm not a scientist. I haven't really read into the hormonal changes that happen within men, but I guess... It's probably got to do the whole adrenaline fight and flight and just maybe general anxiety that is happening. They're thinking, are they doing it right? What do they need to do? Exactly. And I guess once you're a partnership, you kind of feed off each other. Mm -hmm. When the mood is high in a place, you tend to kind of, you know, when you say, oh, good vibes, you kind of pick up on the good vibes. And if the vibes aren't right or the vibes aren't good, then you kind of, kind of, yeah. And so does baby. Mm -hmm. So in your bubble, in your circle, you you kind of affect each other, don't you? So if one parent is affecting and like, is affected where they have mm-hmm. some symptoms the others can pick up on that and it becomes that your unit is now affected and have the perinatal mental health disorders or you know the issues that come about when we don't keep and get these things in check yes so um going back to baby blues i remember you was talking about you know the milk coming and all of that that was something i personally did experience as well oh, so cool. i know it wasn't Luckily, I wasn't so tearful every day, but I know there was a time where I literally was just like, I don't feel like I'm I'm doing this well, and I just feel like, you know, I'm a bad mom sort of thing. And then my husband was just like, okay. And I didn't understand what it was at the time. It's only with hindsight. And it was only after going on a perinatal mental health course myself, which was actually by, I think, Maternity Engagement Action, which I enrolled on through <laughs> Mummy's Day Out. You see, these are all the little villages that I put myself mm-hmm. in. So, yeah, I went on a course, an online course. It was, like, on Zoom. And it was just going through what we're talking about now. Okay. The signs and symptoms, recognising what and when these things can occur. Um, what and when these things can occur, if that makes sense. Yeah, so when these things can happen, um, the kind of things we can do to alleviate symptoms. A lot of the time, it is like you're saying, just going outdoors, having fresh air, like, taking you and your baby outside, not staying so indoors and getting cabin fever and everything's kind of piling up on top of you mm-hmm. mentally. Um, and then knowing when to actually go for medical help, if necessary. Like, yeah. you don't want it to be a thing where it gets so mad and severe that you end up, you know, having these mad intrusive thoughts and these suicidal thoughts and, God forbid, it ends up that someone's committed suicide. Mm. You know, it's happened with... Um, I saw in the news... Many months ago, like a mum jumped in front of a train oh, because gosh. it got too much. It for got her. too much. It got too much, and that is the sad reality of where and how these things can actually end mm-hmm. up, you know. And I think as well with like the cost of living now, um, just everything that's happened with the last couple of years. Even if you're not a pregnant woman and you're not a mother, it can affect you. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, the fact that they've you know been made redundant from their jobs that causes problems yeah, mentally. Yeah, it causes stress. It Anxiety. causes like, yeah. So all of that with now you're pregnant, you may be dealing with some pregnancy related illnesses, you know, diabetes, high blood pressure, this and the other. Preeclampsia. You know, and that's going to give you another sense of worry. And then on top of that, it's now leading to, you know, mental health. So it's definitely good to get these things in check. So, okay, we've spoken about that, but what village did you have or what village do you have when you had your babies? Well, for me... Um, me and my niece got pregnant at the same time. Okay. She's of age, guys. She's a big woman. <laughs> <laughs> so 
it was it was really cool because then we could bounce off of each other and yeah. say like what stage are you at what how do you feel within yourself can yes. you feel baby kicking what's mm-hmm. happening for you at this stage so that was nice because that's a nice vibe where you can actually like you know constantly communicate with that yes. person and it's mm-hmm. and it's fun and engaging and also with you with um my sister my mother mm-hmm. i had i had them around me so any concerns i had i would say um, can you remember when you were pregnant or what do I do in this situation yeah, and what yeah. would help or what foods can I or can't I have? And mm-hmm. they were really there for me and I felt secure mm-hmm. during my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there was times when I was alone and, you know, thoughts get the better of you. And yes. I think to myself, am I able to do this? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be a good mother or is my body able to give my baby all the nutrients? And there was a time actually where I didn't feel baby move <sighs> for, it was a good substantial amount of time. I think mm-hmm. three of four hours and I drank ice cold water I drank lemon juice I was dancing putting on loud music and I literally didn't feel anything and then that's when I started to panic and the anxiety came you know you get sweaty armpits itching you're you're nervous so I went to the hospital and they did the monitor and everything and he was fine I think it was just that he was having like a a growth spurt so he was really still and just you know, taking yeah, up all his time. rest time and everything mm-hmm. like that. So he couldn't move as much. But um, I was so nervous and that made me so nervous to to the point where all the time I'd have to make him move. So like every couple of minutes or hours, yeah, I'd yeah. make him move, like po- not poke him like severely, but <laughs> you know, like a little poke or a little nudge, yeah. just so mm-hmm. I could feel him kick or move or turn or do something just so I know that he's okay because not being able to see your baby, oh my gosh, stress. You know that they're in there. But them just just being able to feel them was a comfort for me anyway. But having mum around, as you said, my village. Mm-hmm. Um, and my midwife was really nice. I know I keep banging on about Nia. Hold tight, Nia from North Middlesex Hospital. She was really there for me. So thanks, Nia. Anything I needed, any questions, she was very, very helpful. So I take my hat off to her. She was my village Good. also. Good. Speak I, same with me. I've got my sisters. I've got, I had my sisters and sisters in law and things like that. But it got to a time, especially because it was lockdown and we couldn't really go anywhere. I mean, yeah, we had our bubbles that we would go and visit here and there. But for me, there was a point in time that I actually just felt lonely. It's so weird. Like you can be around so many people, you can talk to people on WhatsApp and stuff. But I guess when I was at home alone, I felt extremely lonely because was, I can't be on the phone 24-7 with you. I can't be on the phone 24-7 with my sisters. But one good thing that I saw, and I guess, I don't know if it's how social media and the algorithms and stuff works, but I saw a page called Mummy's Day Out. And they were advertising that they were going to do an online mama's meetup. And I was like, okay, this this sounds good. Let me DM. And then um, luckily the founder, Rachel, big up Rachel, she sent me the link for me to join the call. So I was thinking, oh my God, do I need to fix up my hair, do whatever? I was thinking, oh, like, I'm probably going to join and just leave my camera off. But then I joined and, like, it was literally, it was an early morning call. So it was about 10 a.m. or 10.30. Between, it was before 12 o'clock. Can't remember the specific time. But when I joined, it was literally other mums in their bonnets and their headscarves, <laughs> in their dressing gowns. Literally As just like do. me. So that was my village. That was my online village. So we were able to, like, just talk, um just share like oh like what's your baby doing and what's 
your baby not doing and not that we were comparing because it wasn't even about but it was just sharing experiences yeah. and just to have general conversation because it literally was that time in lockdown where I think they would usually have physical meetups mm. so they would go around and you know take the buggies and the prams and the babies and go walk about in the park but we weren't allowed to do that at that time so I really found that online meetup so beneficial that even my sister would join in even though she never had a baby at the time but it was just such a nice warming encouraging kind of thing just to share with other mothers and i think i didn't i wouldn't class myself as having such a low mood at that time because i literally joined when my daughter was a, a couple of weeks old but it was very important to have that support there mm. from other mothers just to talk and share experiences because when i was at home when i went back home i know i mentioned in the other podcast that you know I, I went to my mother and father's house for the first few months but when i actually went to my own home me and my husband's house it was just me. Mm-hmm. So I literally would be, me and my baby alone at home. I'm just thinking, oh my For God. how long? How long were you at home for by yourself? For the whole maternity. Like, obviously, if my husband goes to work, in that sense, that I'm alone time. then. Yeah, so a good nine months. I wasn't alone as in 24-7 I'm alone, but like I was explaining, my husband was very busy with what he was doing at the time in terms yeah. of he'd be gone very long hours. So there'd be times where I'm literally just at home alone, if I'm not on WhatsApp, if I'm not yeah. on, you know, speaking to someone. So those kind of things help. We, I was able to join a WhatsApp group mm-hmm. that they've all got and it's been very because i didn't know about all this no but i did tell you about it remember you came and joined the sip and paint yeah but that's the only time but how comes like i didn't know about it's it's good that you were able to find these things that means that you were quite active yeah i was actively looking because i was like you know back in the day not even back in the day there's still stuff now like you go on um like parenting websites you might go on pampers or you might go on what's it even called um it's gone. I know. Is it Emma's Diary? Emma's Diary yeah. and those things where they've got like chat chat rooms and yeah, forums yeah, yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you would, I would go on that, but it was like it wasn't, it wasn't reaching to me. It's like mm-hmm. you're reading a post that's someone has posted from 2014. Yeah, when in 2020, so it's not relevant. Yeah, it's not time relevant. Yeah. yeah. So um, joining that group, I was able to join the WhatsApp group, and like, literally all the mothers in there would, you know, hi, welcome, blah blah, and we just used to have general conversation. We used to have yes. a lot of banter in there, a lot of laughs, but. The good thing as well is that the mothers are sharing information which are relevant. It might not be relevant to me now, but they might be sharing information about school applications, about illnesses, about mm-hmm. vaccinations, about any everything and anything that you might want to know. You kind of star it for later. I know that when my daughter had hand, foot and mouth, I was able to contact a, a mother who is actually an A&E pediatric nurse. Yeah. I tried to get an appointment for my daughter, I couldn't get it, but I remember that she had sent pictures of what it actually it looks, looks like. like. Okay. So I was able to reach out and ask her, it was like an online consultation. I basically sent her pictures like, yeah, this is what it is. Luckily, it wasn't something that I needed medication for. No, they get it quite frequently, yeah, don't they, at that age? exactly. Yeah. But if I never joined that group, you I wouldn't would have had know. that access to that information <laughs> and true. that support. So, I mean, I probably digressed a little, but it's just, it just shows the importance of having a village around you. And if you don't have that village, there are ways that you can always go out there and find it. Yeah. So, like I mentioned, Mummy's Day Out, we're probably going to get Rachel on the podcast in a couple of weeks' time. And she can explain all the good work that she's doing and why she set it up. Mm. But um, definitely, loneliness was a thing for me. Even though people might be like, how the hell was she lonely when, first of all, you're a sister. Like, you've got two sisters. But it's just a weird thing that I can't actually physically explain. So that did make me have low mood at certain points. And through Mother's Day Out again, that sip and paint event that I was telling you about that you joined, remember? Yeah. There was a lady that came online to talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. And she was, um, I can't remember where she was from, but she was working alongside a company called Black Minds Matters UK. Yeah. 
and she was offering some counseling sessions did you take it up yeah i, t- I did take it up mm-hmm. i really did take it up like i pushed i put my name forward and i, I was like okay rachel i haven't heard from them and she was like okay, i'm gonna push for you. i'm gonna push i'm gonna push so it took a couple of months but you know they came through and i had these online sessions and it was really good i've never actually had counseling before mm-hmm. but it was really a good to explore through conversation things that you kind of put to the back of your mind and think oh it's not really or maybe i'm making a big deal out of it but it's actually a thing yeah. so i'm not going to go into detail all the things that i discussed but it was around it was mainly focusing on my maternity mm-hmm. leave and how i was handling motherhood at the time like you know the lady the counselor did tell me that she felt that i was putting a lot of pressure on myself mm. and that how i should just learn to let things occur naturally you can't control every little thing and i think that's the problem we have as mothers sometimes and that does affect us. you know if you see yourself as I'm, I'm not a perfectionist but she was saying that i am potentially maybe trying to be a perfectionist like just let things flow naturally mm-hmm. you know so that was something that she mentioned um or something that we discussed should i say and something for me as well was time I wasn't able to spend a lot of the time that I wanted to spend with my husband. So I thought that was making me feel a bit sad and a bit low as well. But like I mentioned before, we've had those conversations, me and my husband, and we've worked our way around it. But it's so weird how things that might not affect you when you're not pregnant and you don't have a child normally does affect you yeah. when you have a child, you it's know? True. So it's very important just to check in with yourself, check in with others and keep talking and making sure that everything is all right and it's okay not to be okay yeah that brings up how i'm feeling at the moment actually Mm. and i didn't realize it until the other day where i was you know you do your normal routine as you do as mom sometimes you tidy up the house and Mm. one thing leads to another thing and i literally just looked around and i was thinking this is not how i envisaged my house to look (laughs) like there's literally toys everywhere there's books everywhere every time i clean it's never like a hundred percent tidy it doesn't look like the pictures that i saved and put on my image board of how i want my front room to look it doesn't Mm. look like how my house looked before i had my baby Mm. and it made me feel a little bit resentful to the fact that like you are actually messing up my house (laughs) you know (laughs) it just made me feel Mm. a a little bit i don't know uncomfortable Mm. if that's the word because it's like Although I love my house and I love the, the vibe that I have in there, the family feeling, it's also not how I want it to be. Yeah, and it, I know, overwhelms yeah, you. Yeah, and it, it will never be picture perfect. Mm. And I do also love that because mm. there's nothing like having, like, you know, little people running around the house. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, it, it will never be 100% clean and tidy mm. either mm. and i'm wondering if my mum feels that way actually because <laughs> i was at home for a long time i wonder if she ever felt like when are these people actually leaving so i got my house my house back the way that i want it to be but and also um just being constantly on the go i think my husband picked up on it the other day because mm. it's kind of like come home from work and there's always something to do there's yeah. always you need to cook dinner you need to clean the house you need to make sure the the kids are okay homework's done mm. bath them put them to bed tidy up the house again once they've gone to bed and then sort yourself out and mm-hmm. i think he he could sense that i was a little bit overwhelmed so yeah. he took over he was just like i'll put baby to bed tonight mm-hmm. you go downstairs and have your tea and relax but even though he said relax my relaxing is actually tidying up the house <laughs> to make sure that i can then Feel relax relaxed, after. Yeah. yeah because if you look around in this chaos how could you then be calm within yourself if mm-hmm. around you is a bit but i suppose that kind of bounces off what you said in regards to Mm. having the control sometimes it's okay to just let the house be a mess and 
just be at peace mm-hmm. because just you focus can't on yourself. Yeah, you can't control mm-hmm. everything, and mm-hmm. the house will be a mess again tomorrow. Maybe mm-hmm. so. You know, sometimes it's just that recognizing where you are and letting it be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're talking about you know the self care, if you can't do your self care because the house is not tidy, do you have other ways in which you? Try and de-stress and well, try and keep your mental that. health in check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as you know, I love music. Yeah. So sometimes it's about putting my headphones in mm-hmm. and just winding up my waistline to one, two soca tunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you or, did say it before. Yeah, as I said before, I love painting or mm-hmm. just, you know, engaging the children in what I want to do. So if I want to, you know, get crazy and dance and put on my soca mm-hmm. songs, I'll get them involved as well and pretend that it's carnival time. Right, <laughs> everyone downstairs, it's carnival season. Mm-hmm. We're winding up or, you know, just cooking and getting them involved in the kitchen or... Mm-hmm. Just saying to my my husband, listen, I'm going out on Saturday. You've got the kids. So that way I've set that time for myself. Mm -hmm. Whether going out is going to my mum's or going to my sister's down the road. Mm. Literally just having that time for myself. Yeah, and I think that is really important because just like, say, a car. A car can only run when you put the right fuel in. Exactly. It can't run on empty. And I feel, I mean, I can't speak for all mums, but maybe a lot of mums we tend to run ourselves down just to E and then literally to the point where we're like, <laughs> and then you think, okay, literally now yeah. I'm having my little breakdown. I'm having my little, <laughs> but before it sh- gets, you shouldn't have to get there. Yeah. Exactly. So we need to, you know, really try and implement strategies for ourselves so that we can keep ourselves at, you know, a good area of our mental health mm. because all of us, like we're literally a break away or, or like a pin drop away from literally, mental breakdown honestly and that's the thing we all have mental health all of us have mental health some of us have good mental health and some Mm -hmm. of us have bad but it can easily get into the bad area you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so we eat we need to find that equilibrium to try and keep it in the mid-range not Mm. even in the mid-range in the mid from the mid to good because we are literally on the brink of mid and if something happens it can just tip into bad Mm. and so we need to recognize that and really try and find ways around it one way we can address this is the way we actually speak to ourselves as mothers. It's like, Mama Fee, if you come and tell me, oh, this is what I'm going through today, blah, 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 I'll be like, you know what? You're actually doing a great job. Like, the kids are fed, they're dressed, they're, you know, they're bathed, like, they're healthy, they're running around. But then I wouldn't actually speak like that to myself if I'm feeling the same way that you are. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good we're having this conversation. It's good that I, I've recognised that. So it's a bit, it's a way of... You need to pat yourself on the back, literally. Literally, recognize what you're doing and how you're doing it. So, what you're seeing in me as being a good job and I'm Mm -hmm. doing well, also recognize that in yourself. Literally, we have to give ourselves a break. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you might tell me, oh, like you know, baby's not sleeping. It's not. I might give you a suggestion. Yeah. But would I take that suggestion on for myself? Probably not. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I think in as human beings, it's so easy to give advice but not take that advice mm-hmm. on i'll be hard on yourself mm-hmm. in general isn't it yeah and i think that that's the thing when we focus on trying to be perfect and getting things right all the time it just puts too much pressure mm-hmm. too much pressure pressure yeah no it's pressure <laughs> no, no, i didn't even say the word properly oh <laughs> <laughs> too much pressure the pressure is getting worse and worse all the time so we need to make sure it's not a situation where it's happening all the time we need to talk to ourselves nicely in the same way we will tell our children give them positive affirmations like you can do this yes. you're doing a great job we mm. need to say the same things to ourselves and i think me personally i don't do that well, I, I can hold I think my we're up. gonna start now aren't we we yeah, look we in the morning we look in the mirror in the morning and say you've got this you mm-hmm. can do this and we will have a good day yeah you know and make sure that we give ourselves that little extra boost yeah literally i think the question should be like if this was me 
and my friend had come to me with this problem, how would I comfort my friend at mm. this point in time? What positive encouraging words would I say? That's a good way to look at it, mm. actually. Because in that moment of stress, you, you are literally just like, Nosh, can you just be quiet? And you're thinking, <laughs> if you were to look at yourself from the outside, you'd be thinking, calm down. Like, <laughs> not bad. It's mad, yeah. So we're not professional medical people to give you advice like that. But mm. like I said in the beginning, it's just a conversation that we've had and that we're having. And we should continue to have with not just ourselves, but um, whoever else that we can. But do you know what? I actually saw a post on Instagram mm. and it actually resonated with me. And um, because, you know, you look at other people's um, stories and lifestyles about what they actually show you. Mm-hmm. And it's like their life's so perfect. Mm. Children are always clean, tidy, doing well in school. House is looking immaculate and mm. just everything's amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, she makes it into like a comedy TikTok. I can't remember her name for the life of me. But she was just like, oh, I'm going to show you the reality. And she's like, my TV's on 24-7. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids eat sugary snacks and wherever they want. The cupboards, they can go in and out. Mm-hmm. My laundry mm-hmm. hasn't been done. Clothes are still left on the on the dryer rack and it's like mm. it, that is actually the reality and it's okay because I wouldn't say that's what's perfect mm. but that's what is real life like things are not going to get done constantly you might not be having a good day where mm-hmm. everything's perfect but that's normal that's that's our reality we are only humans and you know we can't be so hard on ourselves to then cause ourselves anxiety and stress and mental health disorders because we're trying our hardest to be perfect and that's the thing yeah and I think we need to think about what we take in it's like you know we we're on social media a lot mm-hmm. we see these influencers and these influencer mothers and you know all their kids like you're saying they've all got matching outfits and Looking the house perfect. is pristine yep. there's not even a speck of water on the the the, the side of the mm-hmm. sink no milk spilt <laughs> you know <laughs> so sometimes yes we need to take a break from certain things maybe take a social media break maybe take a break from whatever it is that is not impacting us positively and you know have a reset mm. have a break have a kit kat you know yeah and get in touch with um nature as well now that the summer's coming mm. you know get out to the parks as much as you can go to the beach the sunside sunside <laughs> the seaside <laughs> and just reconnect where you can with nature because that also is a healer and it's really good for mental health mm-hmm. just to be in a natural setting in a natural environment and just let the kids be kids you know let them run around i went to um brentwood forest okay yeah. it's the um the gruffalo's trial oh yeah, yeah. it's in brentwood mm-hmm. and it's literally just a forest so the kids can literally run around, you know, just get in touch with nature again, play in the dirt, play with sticks. They don't need to be on their phones, their switches, you know, iPad, Xbox, PlayStation, whatever mm-hmm. gadgets they actually have and just be kids. And it gives you that time as well to just, you know, be free, reconnect mm-hmm. with nature and in the natural environment. And, you know, it's really it was really beneficial for me mm-hmm. anyway, just to get outdoors and just do something different. Because otherwise I would have thought, oh, what can I do? I have to, you know, spend money to um, have my son have some kind of enjoyment. But at that time, we didn't need it. Just a quick walk in the forest. And that was good for my mental health. And it was free. Yeah. And I think saying that too, I mean, they're the, the free, easy strategies that we can kind of um go towards but i guess if it is a thing where your mental health you think it's on the point where it's severe there are organizations that you know we should be reaching out to like there is the mental health charity mind the the organization or the the counseling organization yes that i mentioned before black minds matter uk um there's another organization i've heard of i think motivational moms club and maternity engagement action 
they are the organization that I was saying that I did that perinatal mental health course through. So there's so many out there. I mean, it's literally just a Google search. Some of the ones that I've mentioned, fine. But, you know, they offer talking therapies. They may be able to make referrals onto, you know, um, GPs and actual health practitioners that will actually get you the actual help you need. So, you know, listening to us, listening to podcasts, listening to your audible villages, talking to your friends, all of that, whatever it is that you think is for you to get you on that path to wellness and, you know, well-being, we're all for it. Do it. Don't ignore it because obviously the more you ignore something, it could just get worse. And by the time you see you're in a place where you won't even realise how you got there. So all in all, the conversation basically today is to make us aware to make us informed, to keep ourselves informed, because I mean, like I'm saying, we haven't been able to give extreme medical advice, but we're just having and holding that conversation. Mm -hmm. So we hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. We hope it's going to spark more conversations for you to have with other people. And yeah, till next time, take care. And I hear you, mama. I hear you, mama. (laughs)